Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All righty, it is that time in the week when we join our friends over at Black Locks Reporter to dig up all the juicy little nuggets that don't always get uh, the attention they deserve, but they do deserve it because they are important. And our friend Tom Korski is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. He joins us now. Good to have you. Thank you, Alex. All righty. So um, a couple of things, interesting things. So small business, Mary, when I kind of saw this, I thought, oh, well, what has Mary Ng done? Uh, and then I saw the price tag and I'm like, holy crap. So small business minister Mary Ng denies any conflict in awarding this lucrative federal contract to a former colleague at Ryerson University. And uh, she's denied meeting this Ryerson lobbyist. Um, about this contract that was up for review, I guess, last July. And yet the records show from the lobbyist records that, in fact, she did meet with them. This is a winning bid that went to Magnet, which is going Magnet, which is going to help now manage a $4 billion Canada digital adoption program. That is a ton of money to be managing. And um, they beat out all the other candidates. But she doesn't remember meeting with this company, even though her name is in the lobby registry. I meet with a lot of people all the time, she said. The problem is uh, Mary Ng, who used to be the Prime Minister's Director of Appointments, previously worked in the office of the president of Ryerson University. Subsequently, she awarded a contract to the president of Ryerson University, $25,000, to advise her on small business matters. I, I don't know what expertise the man would have, but apparently he did. In this case, though, the uh, there was a couple of oddities, uh, and this was uh, ministering testifying in Commons Committee. She couldn't remember the value of actual payments to this Ryerson group called Magnet under the umbrella of this $4 billion contract. MPs were, frankly, incredulous. How could you not remember that? And she was absolutely emphatic that she never met this Ryerson lobbyist when the contract was under review. So let's recap. Somebody from an office where I used to work back in 2014 (laughs) approaches me with a contract pending, and we have a meeting, and I can't remember what we talked about, and I testify in committee that meeting never occurred. But it did occur because it was reported by the Ryerson lobbyist, not out of the goodness of their heart, It's a statutory requirement under the Lobbying Act. There's a lot of questions about this, and Minister Ng didn't do herself any favors, Alex. Yeah, she forgot just one, two, three, four times too many. I mean, it's one thing to forget about like a deal about four four to $5,000. We're talking about a deal for $4 billion. I mean, those aren't the kinds of things that just kind of slip out of your mind. Well, and this was a contract. What is this for? It's for a digital strategy. You know what it is? It's placement for thousands of post-secondary students to design websites for small business. To which MP Gray from uh, Kelowna Lake Country, B.C. testified, we have small businesses that do that. Why are you putting the yeah. government of Canada in competition with small businesses and under the guidance of helping small business? A lot of irony here, and it does start to sound a little bit. It's a loose parallel. Doesn't this remind you of another student aid program that went yeah, horribly that awry? Mm-hmm. What was that one? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. 
We will have to remember that one. Um, right? It is the we one you're t- referring to, or is there another one that I don't know about? Yeah, we charity. Exactly. It was all okay, about the kids. And, oh, oh, wait, and wait a second. There could be a few. Yeah, it was all about the kids, yeah. though, and the grant. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got uh, Canada's chief archivist, uh, Leslie Weir, who is offended by everything, and she has personally ordered removal of offensive content of thousands of National Archive web pages. And you got this by an access to information request, but um, she is so uh, aggressive in wanting to remove historical content that might hurt people's feelings that she wanted to move so fast that the employees were complaining that they were so sweeping in their destruction of these documents um, they couldn't figure out what historical content might meet standards and what did not Um, so now we're just going to wipe out everything that offends us from our past well they were taking out web pages based on guesses of what the chief archivist Weir meant when she said I want all the offensive material removed what, what does that mean? We can see in staff emails uh, that uh, managers were frankly aggravated and, and, and desperate. And, and then they started to guess, okay, well, that would mean perhaps some colonial references. Would that mean uh, uh, material web pages that does not include indigenous perspective? And on and on and on. When we write about Johnny McDonald, should we mention the Chinese head tax? And they were tying themselves in knots. Alex, these are web pages that are used as uh, resources by students, everyday Canadians at the National Archives site. Now, when these are taken down, I know archivists like to then draw a distinction and say, well, we're not actually burning books here. We're just taking mm-hmm. down web pages. But they were mighty happy to put the pages up in the first place because that's how most people communicate with the National Archives. They don't literally go to the building on Wellington Street down the street here in Ottawa. No oversight whatsoever. Not a single MP senator or the Department of Heritage knew what was going on. No one was told. It was like a pet project by this little band of, uh, I don't know, they were truth warriors, I guess. And they were going to decide what was offensive and what was proper. Boy, I hope no one uh, has them uh, doing the Russian file because they may may just blow up the whole thing. Don't, just don't, don't even put anything with Russia because it's far too offensive. I mean, that's crazy. So does this, was anything of it removed permanently? Or is it all gone? I mean, was she, was she reined in? Oh, no, there were pages that, that are simply gone. Uh, try looking yeah. for the War of 1812 page that was <laughs> on the Library and Archives site. Gone It forever. happened sometime in 1800s. Not, <laughs> we just won't say the forever. year. This is the problem, isn't it? And it makes people feel uncomfortable. And there was some blowback from the public when they started to delete pages and people noticed, for instance, references to John A. MacDonald. It's got a feel of Soviet revisionism to it. With all due respect, I'm sure Leslie Weir is a wonderful person. She's not a historian. She's not a scholar. She's a librarian. She got a six-figure job by cabinet appointment because cabinet liked her. What she is bringing to the table in terms of deciding what is offensive and what is not is not acceptable. This is not the county library in Grimshaw. This is the chief archives of a G7 country. Is this the best we can do, Alex? Is this it? Is this as good as it gets? I guess it is. It is, actually, in this country today. Yes, it is, sadly. Um, I, I prefer my history whole, <laughs> but I mean, now it's just full of holes uh, that kids, I guess, are going to have to 
fill in themselves. Um, don't have a lot of time, but I do want to get this in. So the Freedom Convoy fr fundraising that got blocked on GoFundMe happened after Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson, who apparently still has a job, um, claimed political protesters committed violence, uh, damage, destruction, all this, you know, according to the crowdfunding site's lawyer. But Mayor Watson at the time never actually publicly accused the truckers of violence or, or destruction. And police records only show two men charged with the most serious offenses, which was carrying a concealed weapon and uttering threats. Otherwise, everyone else got a mischief charge. And so, you know, the most serious of the charges are out in Alberta in coots of violence. There really weren't any, vi other than the horn hawking and the annoyances, um, those were the charges in Ottawa. But nonetheless, that, that was what led to, you know, GoFundMe having to shut down all its campaigning. Again, I'll go back to it. How, is, how does Mayor Watson even still have a job? How, how, how come his head hasn't even rolled yet? I agree. It looks like score settling. Uh, everyone knows Jim Watson's a longtime liberal. Used to be a liberal ca cabinet minister provincially. The uh, by the way, the supporter who was charged with carrying a concealed weapon, he lives in Ottawa. There was another uh, quote unquote freedom convoy member from Quebec City, uttering threats online. There were no serious charges against those truck drivers. There was a lot of slander. This was a private meeting the mayor had with GoFundMe executives and their general counsel. The general counsel testified on this and said we were told explicitly by the mayor, those three words, violence, damage, destruction, problem. There wasn't any, Alex. That was on February mm. 3rd. It looks like Watson made it up. He oh. wanted to settle a political score and he made it up. And then one thing leads to another through this cascading series of events that winds up in political protesters having their bank accounts frozen. A lot of questions here. A lot of questions, and uh, those in Ottawa are very, very glad that they don't have to an answer them because of all the situation going on with Russia and Ukraine, which has taken this story right out of the headlines. But there are so many questions and <laughs> egregious behavior um, that really shouldn't go away because uh, they're counting on that happening. Yeah, no, they can run, but they can't. They can't hide. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's going to be. There's already multiple committee investigations. There will be an inquiry. Watson has some explaining to do. It's not enough for the mayor of us. He's mayor of all the people, Alex. He's not the mayor mm. of the liberal people. He's mayor of all the people, as all mayors are. And you don't use your office to settle political scores. If they want to live in that kind of place, it's going to get rough, right? No one wants that, and it's inappropriate. And most mayors are smarter than that. But Jim Watson filled that test, and he will get called on it. He must prove there was violence, damage, and destruction. We asked his office twice. They got nothing. They have nothing. Boy, this could get to, he could be dealing with headaches for a long time once he's uh, retired. No uh, wonder he's, he's not running for re-election. No kidding. No kidding. Stay tuned. All right, Tom, got to let you go there, but uh, I'll look forward to seeing what you dig up next. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Not it. Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporting, and of course, they are subscription-based, and I tell you every time, worth every penny.